Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for ASHP's Pharmacy Leadership Podcast. Our discussion for this podcast series focuses on leadership topics within pharmacy practice, including the business of pharmacy, development of leadership skills, career transitions, and more. We are very fortunate to have two pharmacy leaders with us today who have successfully contributed to health system professional associations and are working diligently through their health system pharmacy administration and leadership residency programs and pursuing their master's degrees, which have all been a continuing journey building on their leadership as students. We'll also be asking about their perspectives about the future of pharmacy and how we continue to support patient care, the profession, and practice advancement. My name is David Chen, and I am ASHP's Assistant Vice President for Pharmacy Leadership and Planning. And with me today, we have Kofi Ando, who's a Health System Pharmacy Administration and Leadership Resident at UW Health in Madison, Wisconsin. He's also the Vice Chair for the PALRC Work Group on Student Resident Engagement. And he's a graduate from the Notre Dame of Maryland University School of Pharmacy, Class of 2021 as well as receiving the 2021 Deeds Advisory Council Award. He's an alumni of Howard University, class of 2017, and also former full scholarship NCAA Division I athlete. Welcome, Kofi. And we also have joining us, Kiana Scott. Kiana is also a Health System Pharmacy Administration and Leadership Resident at Memorial Hermann in Houston, Texas. And she's the chair for the PALRC Workgroup on Student and Resident Engagement. Kiana is a native of Jonesboro, Georgia, with roots in Mississippi, and a graduate from Spelman College in 2016 and obtained her Doctor of Pharmacy from Mercer College of Pharmacy in 2020. Her professional interests include 340B management, leadership and training development, and the continuing process improvement. In her spare time, she enjoys spending time with her family and friends, reading, and indoor cycling. So thanks again for joining us today, Kofi and Kiana. So to get us started, I'd like to ask each of you to share your background and career journey with an emphasis on those critical points in life that encouraged you to pursue formal leadership roles in your careers and the residency training that you're now uh, going through. So to get us started, maybe I could point to you, Kayana, if you could start the conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for that, David. I love to get started talking about that. As you mentioned, I am a native of Jonesboro, Georgia, with roots in South Mississippi. So I think that, you know, having a family, coming from a minority community, um, and seeing so many of those disease states that we learn about in pharmacy school, seeing my family members suffer through those disease states, I really always wondered why and what I could do to help them. And so I always remember my grandma's, some of my grandma's shirts that always say, you know, if it is to be, it's up to me. And so I think that I always carried that with me throughout my entire life in terms of figuring out how to really face life's challenges and face the challenges that I saw that my community suffered around me, um, suffer from around me. So after I graduated high school, I did choose to attend Spelman College, which is you know the number one historically black college and university. And so I really got involved in a lot of extracurricular activities from being the chair captain, the secretary of the pre-pharmacy professionals, you name it. I really felt like in order to be invested and really learn from a community, you have to get involved. And so I really took that and ran with it. 
And so I always kept that, that notion in the back of my head that I really had to figure out, you know, how to face life's challenges, how to overcome and what my role would, would be in figuring those things out. So attending Spelman College and growing up in an environment that really promoted and helped you to really think about what you wanted to do in the world to leave a lasting impact. I think I really carried that with me as I chose what my next career path would be upon graduation and obtain from obtaining my bachelor's of science in biology. So when I attended Mercer College to obtain my doctor of pharmacy, I knew that I really wanted to, again, be invested in the community, understand the environment that I was now in, and really take on leadership roles that would not only help me and my personal and professional development, but also help others. And so I think that those are some of the critical points, you know, having a family that suffers from a lot of a lot of the disease states that we learn about in pharmacy school and then growing up in such a supportive environment where there were leaders who looked like me and those that really wanted to see you know me win and really wanted to see me make a lasting impact and have a legacy i think really made me think about what i wanted to do and the roles that i wanted to take on in the future so when i got to mercer university i knew i wanted to get involved and so i took on roles with the student government you know, I was a secretary. I really got heavily involved in SNAP of the Student National Pharmaceutical Association. I was also involved in APHA. I became a member of ROKAI as well as CAP Epsilon. And so I think that along that entire journey, I had people around me who really were encouraging of me taking the next step to not only, you know, do something that would help me, but also do stuff that would, that would scare me. Um, I wasn't always, you know, a person who was outspoken and ready to take the charge and lead people to, you know, work towards a common goal. I was more of an introvert and nervous to talk in front of people. And so I think that having those people around me that encouraged me, I really contribute a lot of that growth and development that I've seen in myself to Spelman College, to my mom, to my family, to my grandma, as well as to, you know, those people around me, those people from SNAP, uh, Josh Blackwell has done a lot in terms of helping me figure out what my next steps would be upon graduation from Mercer University. He's actually, in fact, how I learned about health system pharmacy administration and leadership residencies. And so I think that those are some of the critical points in my life that really sort of pointed me towards a career that was more leadership focused, a career where I could really leave a lasting impact and really make the choice to change the world, which is Spelman College, College's motto. And so I think that I've really taken that with me since, I, since I've graduated. And I think that it's only has done me well. So I really think that those are some of my um, critical points that really inspired me to pursue more formal leadership roles because I also love talking to people and bringing them together. And so that really has been my drive. I love to see results. And so I think that it's just been a great journey. I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. Thank you so much for sharing, Kiana. And just really nice to hear sort of the passion you have about, you know, caring for your communities, our communities. I think as healthcare providers, that's so much a core of, of what we do and what we what we stand for and what drives us. Um, also heard a really nice message about your call, feeling for that calling to be part of positive change. But I must say, as I've gotten to know you the last few months, uh, you you describing yourself as an introvert is interesting, as I often see you as a cheerleader of others on these calls that we get the chance to work on. So um, it's an interesting tidbit. Well, why don't we uh, move over to Kofi now, if you wouldn't mind sharing some of your uh, critical points in life and how you found yourself pursuing uh, a, a journey towards formal leadership roles in healthcare and pharmacy. 
Sounds good. Thank you, David. I really appreciate, you know, the comments and opportunity to uh, speak here uh, on this podcast for ASHP. Touching a, a briefly on my background and, and journey, I, I would like to say that I had a non-traditional approach and upbringing in, in regards to where I am in my career. Now, I've probably started off the good more than half of my life as an athlete. Um, as you noted earlier, uh, I grew up playing basketball. I was pretty good uh, in the area. I would, grew up in Largo, Maryland, the D.C. metropolitan area. I was fortunate enough to uh, earn a scholarship to Howard University, which is an, a historically Black college university in D.C. I uh, was fortunate enough to go to school for free, earn a bachelor's in chemistry, and travel the world, uh, travel the country, essentially to do what I loved at the time. It wasn't until my freshman year, uh, where my mother was diagnosed with cancer, it really made me think holistically about life and and what our role in this life can be. I think through basketball, it allowed me to step into the role of a leader, um, more so a leader in the community, a leader amongst peers, a leader in a variety of ways. I think of my time as even co-captain of the team where I had to step in leadership roles being high pressure situations, even before pharmacy. So now I think of the journey that my family and I went through during my mom's, you know, oncology treatment at Hopkins in Baltimore. And it really exposed me to this fresh career of pharmacy that I had never thought of until that point. So um, that describes essentially what my exposure to pharmacy was. So stepping into pharmacy and taking that uh, leap of faith to, to join such a, a prestigious profession, I came in with a certain glimpse or a certain perception of what the profession was. And I was pleasantly surprised, you know, when I actually, you know, stepped my foot through the door, I saw the amount of opportunities that I, I never thought of the amount of opportunities that I didn't see on TV. And, you know, to me, it was solidified my belief that I was doing the right thing. And, and really, you know, it solidified that step on faith I referred to earlier that I could be uh, that change in my community. I could be that change for our patient populations who may struggle, uh, similar to, you know, what me and my family went through. So that touches on my, my career journey to pharmacy, but specifically leadership. I came in, I considered myself to be a leader uh, in pharmacy. And to tie that with the clinical training that I got, it was really it was really inspiring to see other individuals who were also leaders, who were also excelling in the classroom. And most of these leaders were leaders who I saw affiliated with uh, student organizations. So I think student professional organizations are very important to our growth. A few that I was involved in as a student, um, the Student National Pharmaceutical Association, SNAFA. I was involved in APHA, ASP. I was involved in SSHP and also PLS, which is Phi Lambda Sigma, uh, the National Leadership Society. I think of those organizations at the time, the one that spoke to me the most coming from where I came from was the Student National Pharmaceutical Association. And you know, I, I decided to pursue leadership within that chapter, along with leadership in SSHP. Um, I was the policy advocate for our SSHP chapter, and I decided to run for chapter president-elect of our Student National Pharmaceutical Association, soon to become chapter president of our Student National Pharmaceutical Association chapter. 
And having those leadership roles within school really, I say, battle-tested me. It allowed me to get a glimpse of what it means to manage people, uh, what it means to connect with people, what it means to influence people. And although I was not perfect, although I was learning, I think it gave me uh, an immense amount of training and immense amount of on-the-job training for the role that I'm in now when I think about it. So a few individuals that I think about who gave me my first opportunities within leadership, I think of Chinyere Anyarimba. She's a current uh, PGY2 HSPAL resident at Baylor Scott White Health. Uh, I also think of uh, Dr. Joshua Blackwell, who Kiana mentioned, um, currently at UT Southwestern. He exposed me to this realm of training. And I think of uh, Dr. Javon Artis, who uh, alongside Dr. Blackwell helped to prepare me for this line of training. And he currently works as a specialty pharmacy manager at Houston Methodist Hospital. So those are three names that really stick out to me and help to uh, uh, transform my perspective of our profession and think of how I can make the most impact with my shared experiences as an athlete, uh, minority, and also somebody who excelled in pharmacy school with leadership capability to make a wide scale impact. So all things considered, when I think of my professional journey and also my personal journey, I think of the impact that I can leave on my friends, my colleagues, my families, and the patients that I serve. I think of the legacy that I could leave within pharmacy and our profession. And ultimately, I think that is uh, my life goal is to leave the greatest impact and the highest caliber of legacy for those to follow my footsteps. Oh, great. Thanks for sharing that, Kofi. And again, I think one of the things just listening to you is that, you know, especially before you go into residency and, and, um, and, and other training that, leadership opportunities abound in so many different places as we go through our, our life journey and just listening to how you filled the need for that in various parts of your life was was very, very nice to listen to. And I must say, it's very exciting that both of you have chosen to exert that leadership that you've culminated along the way in, in healthcare and specifically in pharmacy. So as awesome to hear, and it's been really great to get to know both of you over the last few months here working with uh, PELRC. So wanted to move on to our next question. And, you know, this question, I'll, I'll start with you, Kofi. You shared a little bit about the roles that you had with the different, you know, student groups as you're going through college. And so now maybe if I could ask you to delve a little bit deeper into what it takes from a commitment, because we know it takes many hours of commitment. You mentioned some mentors. It takes mentors along the way. And then also the ability to inspire others uh, for the groups that you're working with because, you know, there's limited hours in the day for, for anyone that's doing things in a volunteer level. And then also, as noted, we shared your leadership roles with the leadership committee for the Pharmacy Administration and Leadership Residence Collaborative. And for those listeners that aren't familiar with uh, PALRC, this is a new component group that ASHP has established uh, that's dedicated to the health system, pharmacy administration, and leadership resident community. So thank you very much again for being part of that. But if you could maybe expand on some of the things that drove you personally um, and the lessons that you learned to help other new practitioners considering the pathway that you've taken and all the various leadership roles that you served and your volunteer efforts um, along the way. Absolutely, I'd be happy to. One of the first things I think of when I think of what drives me personally is my mom. Uh, I referred to earlier her cancer treatment back when I was an undergrad at Howard, 
but I didn't allude to, you know, her passing. And so she did actually pass in 2016 of colon cancer. At that time, I was months away from graduating from undergrad and also months away from starting pharmacy school. And I think of that time as pretty impactful because little did I know I was venturing on a journey that would transform me for life. I think of between the personal events that happened and also stepping into a new professional world, it really motivated me to want to make an impact as I alluded to before. And so when I think of times, even now in residency, amongst other great leaders, when I think of the calls and the challenges that I have with our PALRC group, I think of those times where it was hard for my family. I think of those times where other families go through similar things and they may not have even had the resources that we had. And I think of how I myself as a, a pharmacy leader can help bridge that gap in healthcare for even one patient. To me, that that is significant enough to want to wake up every day and make a difference. Additionally, when I think of things that drive me, I think of my family or family to come. I currently don't have children, uh, but that is a life goal of mine. And I think of the life I want to make sure that they have. I think of the resources that I would like for them to have. And that partly aligns with the work that I do today. But it's not just aligned with the work that I do today. It's about the foundation that we lay. And specifically as, as leaders and even as minority leaders, I think it's very important to be cognizant of our surroundings, environment, and our day-to-day -day habits as much as possible. And so I also take pride in paving the way and increasing representation of BIPOC individuals in pharmacy and pharmacy leadership itself. There are often times where being a minority in this line of work, there, it can be tough. Uh, sometimes you may feel like you don't belong and sometimes you may feel like you don't have a certain amount of support, but I, and I'm sure Kiana can, can attest to it that the work we do is impactful to us, yes, but it's impactful to so many others. We get comments, we're reached out to by students, pharmacists all the time of just how motivational the small minuscule things in our life seem to be to us are impactful to others in ways that we never assumed. And so that also motivates me every day I wake up to come to work, every day I serve my patients to know that the work I do may pave the way and create an opportunity for another individual who comes from my same, same circumstances, who looks the same as me. And I think I couldn't ask for a better situation than that. And when I think of my role in my work with PALRC, paying it forward to our profession is something that is a necessity of all of us. An organization like ASHP provides the opportunity for us to pay it forward. And I think it's our duty as pharmacists. We all stated the oath of a pharmacist and it's not enough for us to go to work. We have to serve, we have to advocate, and that's how our profession will move forward. That's how our patients will be cared for in a better way than they never have before. And so improving patient care, exemplified by my mother's experience, my mother's passing, unfortunately, it brought things back full circle to the impact that I can have. And that drives me every day when things get tough with residency, when the tasks pile up and it, there seems to be no end. Uh, that keeps me going. 
Well, thank you, Kofi. That was um, very, very um, powerful message that you shared. And I just want to say thank you for being so open about your, your mother. And I can say that I'm sure she's positively sure that she is very proud of the path you have taken and the challenges that you've chosen to tackle. So again, thank you for being so open and sharing that story with us. So Kiana, if we could uh, turn to you now, is, and I know you mentioned some mentors along the way, you know, and I know you're making career decisions as part of that as you uh, made decisions for, through pharmacy school and then pursuing residency. But well, if I could ask you the same question, as, as you reflect upon your role in volunteer roles that have been parallel along that path, uh, what were some of the uh, mentors and what are the things that you find as drivers that for yourself personally, um, as well as some lessons learned that you can share with others listening today, um, if they're considering pursuing a similar path, and also some of the things that you found inspiring that they too can also find inspiring. Okay, so yeah, no, thank you for that. Again, I think that falling behind such inspirational stories such as Kofi's is hard to do. But I think that when you grow up in minority communities like ours, um, the message that is constantly pumped through our community is that you have to work twice as hard. So I think that, you know, not only being a minority, being BIPOC, being an African-American, but also being a woman, um, you know, at Spelman College, it was really a message that we are you know, sort of doubly at a disadvantage. Not only are we minority, but we're also women. And so I won't get into the, the wage gap or anything here, but I do think that while I was working twice as hard and really trying to get to the next level throughout my entire career, I feel like I've always been trying to level up. Um, I looked around and I saw that, you know, there weren't a lot of people that really looked like me. And so that really always sort of stuck in my mind because I wanted someone to look up to. And so I sought out those mentors that looked like me, mentors that I could really aspire to be, who I really, you know, wanted to be a leader similar to them. And, you know, they also look like me. So I think that that was something that really stuck in my head and that has driven me throughout my entire career because I knew that future generations and people coming behind me would also need somebody to look up to. So I think that that was something that always has stuck into my head um, from a young age, knowing that I have to, so knowing that, you know, I was this person that others will look up to in the future. I knew that I wanted to be someone that someone else would aspire to be. So I really wanted to be the person that increased these different opportunities, that increased the amount of resources that our communities had in order to make these well-informed decisions on what they wanted to do with you know, their next steps in their career, whether that's leadership in the pharmacy realm or in whatever industry it is that they want to take on. I knew that I wanted to be a person that could say, you know, yes, you can do this. And yes, you do have the confidence. Yes, you do have the ability. Yes, you do have the skill. And so I feel like that has always been a driver to me being able to say that, you know, while we may not have always had the, the same resources from day one, there is a way, there are ways that you can become well-informed, that you can become well-educated and well-versed in all these different things that you have to learn to be a leader within whatever industry, but specifically pharmacy. I think that I always wanted to, to be that for someone else, to be that light. And so I think that when I think of, you know, those mentors in my life that really made an impact on me, they are the ones that that chose to sort of go down the path of less travel to really go down those paths that others around them weren't pursuing to be the first ones 
For example, um, me graduating from Mercer and, and pursuing an H-style residency, not many people knew about this career track. And so here's a shameless plug for PALRC that I'm super passionate about. One of our uh, primary aims is to really increase the awareness of H-style residencies for those communities, for those pharmacy schools that, you know, these, these types of residency programs aren't really talk, talked about. And um, it always sort of aligns with the number of individuals who may not have always had the resources to make those well-informed decisions on becoming leaders and becoming, you know, the best version of themselves. So I think that that has always been a driver to me and something that I've aspired to be for others. So I think that as I continue to work with PALRC, um, while the days are long with residency, you know, the, the amount of tasks that Pal uh, can, can feel insurmountable, I think when I when I um, reflect on the impact that I will have on my community and those who are seeking next steps, seeking, you know, some kind of direction on can they do this or, or you know, will they be able to? I want the answer to undoubtedly be, yes, I can. And it's because I saw someone before me. And, you know, hopefully that's me. Hopefully that's Kofi. Hopefully, you know, that's any of the amazing mentors that I've had, both informal and formal in my past. You know, hopefully they can look up to us and say that, you know, while I may not have every single skill and know every single thing, I have the confidence and I know that I will be able to adapt to whatever environment, whatever challenge that comes near me because I've seen it done. And so I think that reflecting on that really drives me and helps me to push through the long days and to continue to uh, be involved in these meetings and to continue to take on roles such as the role that I have within PALRC as a chair and really drive that mission of increasing the awareness of H-star residencies and leadership and why we are in a leadership crisis and why we deserve to have leaders that look like me and like Kofi and like everybody else in the entire world. So I think that that is what continues to drive me every day. Well, Kiana, thank you very much for that. Uh, that was a great uh, a few words and perspectives and I really enjoyed listening to all of that. I think it's just been really it's inspirational to, to, to use a word, listening to your personal journeys and just even already all the amount of time that you both have spent, you know, volunteering and also providing service and leadership roles. Um, I think it's very easy you know, to see that both of you individually and collectively have already made major contributions to the profession and your peers, and you really serve as role models for others. And, you know, listening to you both, you know, a couple of things resonated was this intersection of purpose and community and courage, you know, to, to pay it forward. And as you mentioned, to lean in as a role model uh, for your peers. And so, again, we've spoken a lot today about your personal leadership roles and your perspectives on the importance of volunteering and contributing to professional associations and all those important events that have made up your, your personal leadership experience. What I'd like to do now is, as you reflect on the years that you've been going through your pharmacy education and the time you spent in your residency and then your personal life experience on how we as communities engage with the health care system, I'd like to ask our last question for today and ask each of you, what do you see as those one or two leadership opportunities for pharmacy practice in the profession? I know you've alluded to a couple along the way um, as you've answered the prior questions. And I'm really excited to see how your responses will be similar and different. So to get us started, could I go back to you, Kiana? 
Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. And I think that is something that as a HSPL resident, we are constantly talking about either informally or formally within topic discussions on a day-to-day basis. And I think that um, as we continue to grow, you know, we're going through the COVID-19 pandemic. I think that this has allowed pharmacy to come to the forefront on a lot of different, um, from a lot of different perspectives. And I think that it's imperative now more than ever to continue to advocate for the profession of pharmacy because we do so many things. We've seen the roles and the responsibilities of pharmacists expand throughout this pandemic. And so I think that this should be a continuous thing. It shouldn't just stop because, you know, whenever we are over the pandemic, if there is a post uh, COVID-19, I think that we should continue to take on these roles and, and to continue to really advocate for all the things that we can do, which is not just verification, which is not just medication reconciliation. It is the clinical management. It is the therapeutic interventions. It's all the things that we've been doing throughout, you know, the last centuries that weren't really recognized until we had to come to the forefront because we were and we are the most accessible healthcare providers when it comes to the communities. And so I think that we have to continue as a profession to really educate the community on all the things that we do, which is not just, you know, counting pills behind a counter. It's about looking at the interactions. It's about making sure that our patients are receiving the optimal care that they deserve. And I think that as we continue to do that, the opportunities that the profession of pharmacy will have to, you know, really, really take on more Um, will really expand. So I would like to sort of put a charge on the entire pharmacy community to not only um, continue to advocate for all the the various roles that we can take on and all the things that we can do, but also to continue to be innovative and listen to a variety of perspectives, to listen to people from these diverse backgrounds who have so much insight, who are coming from these underserved communities, who are coming from communities that maybe had to be resourceful and figure out what their next steps would be. I think that we have to encompass everybody in order to provide patient care, the excellent patient care that we want to, and to continue to grow the pharmacy profession like it deserves. So I think that those would be the two things that I would really want um, pharmacy leaders and those aspiring to become pharmacy leaders to think about that we have to be advocates for ourselves because we are the only ones that know the entire realm of all that we can do. And unless we communicate that and we consistently communicate that, others won't know. And we have to continue to take in these diverse perspectives, these backgrounds from individuals that, you know, maybe weren't always those frontline leaders. Maybe they were in the middle, maybe they were on the back, but continue to incorporate those perspectives so that we can come up with innovative solutions to these problems that continue to arise within the entire healthcare um, division. So I think that 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 would be what I would charge our pharmacy community with. Oh, fabulous insights, Kiana. And so, Kofi, could I turn the same question over to you now? Thanks, David. I'd, I'd be happy to take a stab at it. And there are two things that I think of, and one piggybacks off of Kiana's response, uh, but I'd like to take it a step further. So I think of marketing of our profession, but not just marketing um, the direction and the audience whom we're marketing to. So I think of how we need to improve 
the marketing of our profession internally and externally. And so when I think of internally, I think of how do we market the opportunities, both traditional and non-traditional, to the next generation, which happen to be our students, which happen to be the students who are pre-farm. How are we marketing those opportunities? I can speak for myself. I didn't even know about health system, pharmacy administration and leadership until uh, midway through my third year in pharmacy school. Had I not been exposed to the specific mentors I alluded to earlier, I'm not sure if I would be in this position today. And that's solely because of visibility. And so I think we can do a better job as pharmacy leaders, making sure our students are aware of community opportunities, health system opportunities, opportunities within technology companies, biotech companies, industry, uh, with law firms, advocacy. The gambit is wide in pharmacy practice. The versatility is there. I think we need to know this and market it as fit. As far as externally, that's where the advocacy component of our profession comes in. And when I think of pharmacy, I don't automatically think of advocacy, but that should be the thought of the future. As pharmacists, we need to, number one, advocate for ourselves. And I think that's something that I was not used to seeing. And I think it's something that we're doing better with, but we need to take it to the next step. And when I think of the makeup of our profession in general, it might stem from our training. We are taught and trained to be the most perfect when nobody else in the room is perfect. We're caught to catch mistakes. And I think we are by nature risk averse. I think the next step in our profession is being willing and able to take on a little bit more risk as pharmacy leaders to be able to advocate in the capacity that we would need to, to be able to connect with the public in the capacity that we need to. It's oftentimes where I'm out in the community or I'm out in public and people will notice I'm a pharmacist and they'll make jokes about, you know, the new balances or the old shoes or the guy in the movie who uh, looks a little weird. And I think to myself how this outdated notion of a pharmacist is something that we can tackle head on as pharmacy leaders to make sure that even the public is aware of everything that we do. I think I can uh, speak for all of us on the call. It's always tough explaining to friends and family what we do. And I think developing those channels, starting from the top, legislation is how we can help tackle that and being willing to push that forward is something that all of us as pharmacy leaders need to do. And then the second thing I, I think of, you know, on top of just the marketing component, but true embodiment of diversity, equity, and inclusion. I've seen such substantial efforts over the past couple of years, and I'm so glad to see it. And I really want to see the totem pole moved forward in this regard. Specifically, when I speak for health system practice, that's something that we all can do collectively. I think of the non-traditional recruit means of recruitment that we can all be a part of now. I don't think it's enough to say in this area or geographic region, it's hard to reach certain individuals. I think that is a challenge for us to take a step out of our comfort zones and think of innovative ways to connect with a wide variety of people so that our health system can operate at its full capacity. If we have people from 
all over, people from different backgrounds. That's how you get different ideas in the door. That's how you improve patient care. That's how we improve metrics. And ultimately, that's how we fulfill our legacy that we're set here to do. Uh, and that's really my call to action for health system leaders who are a part of ASHP, who are a part of our profession. It is our job. It is our duty to allow a safe space in our environments, in our practice settings for residents, for learners, for direct reports, allow the safe space for them to be the educators. Depending on where they come from, everybody has something they can educate on. I think a lot of times we think mentorship is a one-way street, but I'm learning mentorship is a two-way street. And as a learner, you can educate your boss. And specifically on the topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion, everybody is a learner, including myself. So allowing that safe space for everybody to feel comfortable to speak on these things will improve uh, the diversity, equity, and inclusion component of all of our departments across the country. It will allow the ideas that will propel our departments to new heights, specifically the inclusion of a DEI committee if it hasn't been done within your health system, weekly topic discussions, monthly topic discussions, something to get the ball rolling where you can see tangible results and, and build that repertoire of people that we need to be in our departments in order to provide high quality patient care. So that's my call to action. And I, I, I see the progress and I know we can take it 10 steps further. So um, I'm just happy to be a part of that. Well, thank you again, Kiana and Kofi. Yeah, no, thank you, David. Thank you, Kofi, for, um, you know, number one, allowing us this platform to really speak on our experiences and our future as pharmacy leaders. I think that this is just what we need in order to increase the amount of leaders, you know, who may not really be aware of all that they can do within the pharmacy realm. So I think this is you know, just one step in a series of steps that we can do, but I really appreciate the time, really enjoy hearing Kofi's background and stories. And I think that, you know, as we continue to connect and grow, the profession of pharmacy will only get stronger. Yes, likewise. Thank you, David. Thank you, Kiana. And thank you, ASHP, for providing us this platform and opportunity to speak on our experiences, our background, and our leadership stories. Hopefully there's more to come in this regard. And I'm also looking forward to the work that we'll all do with Pharmacy Administration and Leadership Residence Collaborative, otherwise known as PALRC, uh, serving as a vice chair along Kiana as the chair of the Student and Resident Engagement Work Group. I'm looking forward to the initiative that we have in the pipeline to essentially market our profession the best way, increase representation, increase the number of applications in our line of training, being Health System Pharmacy Administration and Leadership. And I'm excited to see what's to come. This is just the beginning and I'm glad to be a part of it. So thank you once again, ASHB, for the opportunity. That is all the time we have today. So I really want to thank you for spending that time with us on today's podcast of leadership and pharmacy, going all in to pursue leadership as a professional passion and new practitioner. But most importantly, I want to thank you, too, for the candor of your sharing of your stories, unique challenges and life experiences, the insights on the opportunities for others to consider as they just make decisions along their paths, and sharing the value of surrounding yourself with a strong community, I think, is what we heard from you today. And and finally, your perspectives on how we can continue to improve and grow our profession to advance patient care. That is all the time we have today. And I want to thank 
Kiana and Kofi for joining us today to discuss leadership and pharmacy, going all in to pursue leadership as a professional passion and new practitioner. Thank you both so much for being part of today's podcast. So you all can find more member-exclusive content, including resources for self-development, leading pharmacy enterprises and teams, and practice management on ASHP's website. So again, thank you for joining us, and be sure to subscribe to ASHP Official Podcast. Thank you very much for being here with us today. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.